Well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Inches Podcast, a podcast that looks at sports sponsorship, event sponsorship, and how digital is affecting the industry. I'm your co-host, Nick Lawson, co-founder of a company called Squad. We're helping sports teams and events connect fans to sponsors digitally through digital activations. As always with me here, Rich Franklin, Senior Director of Corporate Partnerships for the Oakview Group, AgriShare Arena, and the AHL Coachella Valley Firebirds. Got it right that time, Rich. Hopefully this there's going to be a streak with your new title and, and team that I that I get your position yeah. and all that correct <laughs> as we uh, keep going here. Well, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it's, and it's funny, you know, there's there's so much going on here at uh, at uh, Oakview Group these days. Uh, we've got a lot of people, first of all, a lot of new faces coming on board and, and uh, new names and new titles that I, uh, that I have to memorize as well. And uh, uh, we made a big announcement last week. I don't know if you saw that, that we're uh, – entering the Las Vegas market in a pretty mm-hmm. big way to the tune of about a $3 billion deal for a 20,000-seat uh, venue and a 2,000-room and a hotel and a casino and all kinds of, uh, of exciting stuff. So uh, as a result of that, I'm sure there's going to be uh, a lot more uh, new folks coming on board. And because of our proximity to, uh, to Las Vegas, uh, Probably some of us here in Coachella Valley will uh, will wind up uh, playing some sort of a role, either temporarily or or in a transitional role, getting uh, Las Vegas up and running. So who knows what what might get added to my title, uh, you know, in the next next year or two here with Las Vegas coming on board. Yeah, you know, that's a perfect segue kind of into our chat today. Um, you know, everybody has sort of heard about the Great Resignation, which is just you know. Post-pandemic, during the pandemic, a lot of people left their jobs, either looking to do freelance or looking to do other positions, you know, at a different company. And it just was a great time to move on. Um, You know, for us at Squad, we work with teams. We've also worked with brand. We've seen this to where, you know, the point person who you're working with on projects or selling to on projects has either left the team or left the company. And a new person has sort of come on. And I think really important in partnerships, especially how relationship-based it is, um, to just dive into, you know, as people transition, as especially your point person who you've built a relationship with, trans- maybe transitions to a different company. For you, Rich, what are, what do you, what in, and we'll start off kind of two scenarios. One, if the point person leaves, and two, if, you know, the entire department turns over, which honestly at squad we've seen with some teams, but um, for you, as you're working with the sponsor and your point person leaves, usually there's that email of, Hey, just wanted to reach out and let you know, you know, I'm leaving the company. Here's that, you know, here's your next point of contact. It's been great working with you. Kind of what's your first steps there to help build the relationship with that new point of contact within that company that you probably have worked, you know, for years with. Well, yeah, that, you're right. That that situation, that scenario is is happening uh, quite a lot these days. In fact, it's happening, you know, with me transitioning down here back in October from from the Portland Winterhawks, where I've been for ten years, down to uh, a brand new team and brand new organization with Oakview Group down here in Coachella Valley. So, yeah, these things do happen. I I think a couple of things that that spring into mind initially. First of all, um, as somebody is leaving you always want to make sure you know where they're going because, uh, Hey, if you've got a good relationship with that person, uh, make sure you know where they're headed to next so that, uh, 
hopefully that relationship can can follow to the next uh, the next location. But the other things that that jump to mind, first of all, um, I think it's always important when you develop a relationship with a company and with a particular point person at that company that you also look to expand the relationships beyond that person, um, both up and down the the, the pecking order uh, within the company. So if if let's say the person that you're working with is a vice president of marketing and that person is your primary day-to-day contact, first of all, I would say who who is the person above? Hey, I'd love to meet the company president, uh, some other uh, key people, uh, you know, not from a, you know, I'm trying to schmooze and, and kiss butts here, but, you know, it is important that you do have relationships with, with some other people up the food chain. And then also a lot of times if somebody leaves the next person who may be like at a, at a senior director, uh, type of position is maybe the next person to come up into that chair and become the key decision maker. So you want to make sure that you've got, um, those relationships developed as well. So I think step one in a scenario such this, such as this is before it happens and it is going to happen. Um, but before it happens, make sure that you are developing some key relationships, both above and below, uh, the person who is your primary uh, contact within the company. Yeah. And you know, that's such a key point to, you know, I don't want to say like hedge against this happening because I mean, it happens even without the great resignation. I think a big thing right now is we're just, we're seeing it more prevalent than ever before, but you know, really important, especially now it's not just, Hey, how am I going to deal with when the person leaves? It's how do I make sure that again, hedge is the wrong word, but how do I make sure that, you know, I'm able to keep this relationship with a, you know, with a partner, with a client, even if this person leaves, I think the other side of that is just just very beneficial in general because you're going to get more perspectives. You're maybe, you know, from our standpoint, we talk a lot to sponsorship, but sometimes, you know, we're talking to ticketing people. So it just drives more perspectives on the value you can bring because sometimes when that person leaves, let's say in the sponsorship department or for a brand's perspective from the, let's say HR marketing department, because you sold a hospitality deal, in order to do client reten- or employee retention, it's good to know the marketing manager because that's the person who in the interim, before they kind of replace that person, is going to be working with you. Um, and it just kind of gives you some leverage to say, yeah, I have chatted with this person and you know chatted about the benefits that our packages have, not only for you know HR, but also for marketing there. So um, I guess that's all to say, if you, if you, you know, there's definitely some steps before this happens that you can really implement with all of your clients. And I think a great way, as you said, is just expanding that relationship either up or, or below with some of the people working with you on the deal. Yeah. And, and also laterally too. So if you, if you're working with a VP of marketing, get to know some of the other VPs as well. Uh, so I didn't mean to make it sound like it's just, you know, up and down, but uh-huh. I guess the idea here is, Make sure that that you are getting to know at least on a you know fairly familiar basis uh, some of the people that are in the immediate orbit of of the person who is currently your your key deci- decision maker. Now, the other thing that could happen, as you said, is uh, 
you know, the whole department leaves, or maybe it's a department of one and they leave and suddenly, uh, you know, you're dealing with a whole new group of people, uh, or, you know, one particular person. And I think a couple of things that, that come to mind, uh, in a scenario like that. And, and, and first of all, number one is you want to be sure that throughout the relationship with the prior person that you are doing all the proof of performance that you are justifying, you know, you're doing the recaps, you're saying, look, this is what we're doing. This is, you know, the deliverables, things like that. So that this person, um, should they leave, should your contact leave, you at least have a, a track record that you can demonstrate to the new person or new group that, Hey, we've got a good relationship here. This has been successful here, you know, boom, boom, boom. Here's copies of, of, you know, the last uh, two or three, uh, partnership recaps, some of the things that we've done, some photos, you know, things along those lines. Um, so I think number one is before somebody leaves, make sure that you are doing all the recaps and justification that if that person were to leave and even if they don't leave, but if they do that, you've got the track record there. The second thing I think that I would do is as soon as you know who that person is, reach out to them, do a quick introduction. Hi, Rich Franklin with Oakview Group, Acrisure Arena, and the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Congratulations on your new position with XYZ Company. You may know we are partners uh, here in the Coachella Valley. Uh, when you get settled in, we'd love to have uh, an opportunity to um, meet with you, maybe have a cup of coffee, make some introductions and gently bring you up to speed on, you know, everything that's going on. Because, you know, the first thing that you need to understand is if this person is relocating from someplace else, um, they got a lot on their plate, they're trying to get into their new position, um, you know, they're, they're pressed for time, and you shouldn't be uh, expecting that they're going to just do a stop, drop, and roll to, to meet with you, you know, on day one. So what I like to do is, you know, either the email or even better is maybe you stop at the, um, the physical location where they are working. You drop off a nice little, Hey, welcome to the company. Welcome to the relationship with, with my company, a little, you know, gift basket or a, a gift card or something like that. Just something that makes them feel welcome. Let's them know that you're aware of who they are. They're now aware of who you are. They know that there's a relationship there and, you know, when it's appropriate, would love to sit down and, and bring you up to speed on everything that, that we've been doing so that there's you're, what you're trying to give them, I think, is a little bit of peace of mind that I don't have a problem here. There's not a fire or anything that I need to stomp out immediately. There's not an, not an urgency um, where I need to make a decision on something, but, you know, rather it's like, hey, everything's cool. We're good. Uh, solid relationship, great partnership, love to tell you more about it and look forward to meeting you soon. You know, that kind of, of approach to that um, initial transition time uh, on the client side. Yeah. And, you know, I love, you bring up a great point there of, <clears throat> you know, I think a, not a bad thing, but a tough thing to do to start that relationship is to, as you said, call them and say, you know, Hey, would love to get on a call with you and talk to you about this partnership. We'd like to talk about it for next year because, I mean, anybody who switched jobs or entered a new job knows 
it there are there is some ramping up time, right? Or even as this person leaves and somebody becomes your new contact person, they're starting to ramp up as well. And I love kind of the way you just put it of, look, the door is open. I'd love to have a conversation with you on this whenever you're ready, but, you know, not making it, Hey, right now we need to have a conversation because I need to know, you know, whether you're, you're you want to continue on this partnership or not, unless, you know, obviously if this change happens, and it's right before you're signing the deal and the season is in you know two weeks and you need answers. Obviously, that's a different situation. But I think a key thing here is you can't, you know, it's it's going to not be not as beneficial to the relationship that you're building if you come in and try to prioritize your packages over everything that they have to do because they might be and probably are overwhelmed. Instead, you're starting to build a relationship with this person of I'm here to help you. Uh, my door is open whenever you're ready. I'll give you a quick ping as we get really close to, you know, uh, some of the decision making time um, when when that comes up, uh, just to get it on your radar. But just wanted to leave this open for you. And and again, I think vital toward that relationship building with that person because you're, as we've talked about before, you're making it easy for them to come in and listen, see the, you know, see the value you've brought and say yes, as opposed to, you know, trying to grab their attention right away um, to pull them in to make a decision on something that, you know, honestly, they may not be ready to make that decision of whether they want to increase their package just because they may not have even seen the package and seen some of those deliverables. Yeah. I, I think the key word in a, in a situation like this is that I would try to use not every other word, but, but fairly often is the word help. I'm here to help. I'm here to help you with this transition. I'm here to help you um, get up to speed on the nature of our relationship and the elements. I'm here to help you understand what the, what the history has been. Um, let me know how I can help. And I think that even the offer of help, of assistance, of, of making that transition as easy as possible, short of going over to their house, and, and helping to move boxes out of a truck and, uh, you know, get them settled into their new, uh, their new home. Uh, well, I mean, if you want to do that, I guess you could, Hey, I've got a, I've got a pickup truck. If I can be of help, let me know. But, you know, depending on who this person is, if they've got, um, children, Hey, if you're, if you're looking for, uh, help with a school, you're looking for help uh, with a grocery store, you're looking for help with, you know, with a good restaurant or, um, you know, if you, if you need a, a, a babysitter, uh, sometime I can help you with, uh, some, some of my contacts, you know, whatever it may be. Just, I, I think it's important to, to demonstrate the empathy, put yourself in their shoes, consider the, the particular circumstances of them assuming this new position and saying, all right, based on where I am now and knowing pretty good idea of what it is that they're going through in what ways can I be of most help to them? Yeah. And I think, you know, again, with that help piece is the biggest thing here not to forget is, you know, you're, you're basically building, especially if you've never interacted with this person, you're basically building a brand new relationship. You're obviously not, fully from the dark reselling them because you know hopefully you have a great track record hopefully people are happy with the partnership but again you're basically building 
a brand new relationship with this person. And, you know, I think there's one way to look at it to where you could say, oh my gosh, somebody's switching. I need to figure out if my revenue is going to be saved or if they're going to buy the same package for next year because I'm thinking more so on my, you know, sales goal as a, as a sponsorship salesperson. I think that's the wrong way to look at it. The better way is, and probably the more successful way is to say, look, my goal is not to get you to say yes to this package today. My goal is to build a relationship with you so that we can have a great conversation as to why you should either continue purchasing with us, or if you've been in the sales funnel and there's a change made, why you should even purchase in the first place. Because Again, you're you're changing it from a transactional thing for somebody who's very busy to changing it to a relationship thing. My first goal should be I need to build a relationship with this person to see how I can be helpful. And then from there, once that relationship has been starting to be built, I can come in with some of my more transactional pieces as to why this partnership was valuable. Here's what we did last year. Here's some takeaways that we did from last year. Um, now, let's talk about is this still the route you want to go through? Is this still on your company goals type of thing? So it's, again, I, I think the big thing is, and correct me if I'm wrong, Rich, but it's taking it from, oh my gosh, somebody left. I need to transactionally save my revenue to, hey, somebody left. My first goal is to build a relationship with this person. And then we can figure out, you know, what we're going to be saving or, you know, what, how am I, how am I going to build that relationship to then have a great conversation about saving this partnership? And obviously that's an extreme piece of it, of saving the partnership. But I think, um, I mean, it is a brand new person, right? They're going to have brand new thoughts on, you know, maybe they didn't necessarily think they needed to keep this partnership. It's going to be something that, you know, if you come in transactionally, that's not really going to help them change their mind toward why your partnership is better as opposed to, again, building that relationship. Yep. Yep. The important thing to remember is, as we talked about before, is people buy stuff from people. They buy stuff from people that they like, and they buy stuff from people that they trust. So make sure that everything you're doing is positioning yourself as likable and trustworthy. And as, as we've said, you know, don't come out guns a blazing uh, unless there's a really, really urgent reason why you need to do that. Uh, but rather, you know, make sure you're building that relationship. You're starting it out on the right foot. And, uh, you know, it's not a guarantee that something won't change, but uh, it at least puts yourself in a, in a better position to retain the business. Uh, if you come out with all the justification uh, and then that uh, likable, trustworthy uh, persona uh, that, that basically says, hey, you don't have a problem here. It's all good. I'm going to bring you up to speed on, on things when, when you've got time, look forward to working with you and then start to develop the relationship from there. Yeah. Now kind of to wrap this up from a logistical standpoint, obviously from our sales cycle, this creates a, you know, it, it might be a longer sales cycle because obviously there shouldn't be time for this person being ramped up. You have to do another, let's call it discovery call with them. Um, maybe where you've already had these conversations in the past for you and maybe you're higher up, I guess, how, how do you, how do you take, how do you take that into consideration when looking at your sales goal, when looking at your timelines, and then also, you know, maybe for your higher ups, how do you communicate this to them? Um, that, Hey, this deal, I know I told you this deal was three days away, but now we have a brand new person 
here's you mm-hmm. know how much time I think it might take longer than we thought to kind of close this deal. Yeah. Well, I, I think a lot of that depends, Nick, on and, and we've discussed the importance of deadlines. And sometimes deadlines are real, and sometimes deadlines are artificial. So I think what you need to do is say, what is the deadline here? We knew, we thought we were going to get something in three days. Circumstances have changed. You know, what's the next realistic uh, deadline for getting this deal done? Is it, uh, you know, is it three days from now because we just sort of arbitrarily said three days from now, or is it three days from now because we've got a print deadline that cannot be be changed? Uh, that's three days from now, you know. So I think what you have to do is just sort of let everybody within your organization know, uh, you know, your your manager, your supervisor, um, other people, your marketing department, anybody else who's kind of got some something involved or at stake in this partnership, just make them aware of, uh, you know, hey, this is the change that's taken place. We thought we were going to get this done in about three days. I'm going to try to uh, make every effort to, to stick to that deadline. However, it may need an extra week or two. Um, and, you know, if, if you really don't have a hard deadline for a month out, you know, I would just say I'm going to try to get this thing done as quickly as possible. Uh, if not in three days, maybe maybe in a week or two, you know, I'm going to set up a meeting for, for next week with my new contact. Um, you know, but, you know, we're not really up against a, a, a critical deadline for a little while yet. So again, just kind of reassure the people on your side that you're on it, you're aware of the change, uh, you're taking the appropriate steps and then just communicate all you can to, to make sure everybody within your organization, as well as the, the sponsors organization is, uh, fully up to speed about the changes and, and, um, you know, what your, what your plan is. Uh, that's, that's one of, the, the key things that I would ask my salespeople when they would come in and say, hey, there's been a change or this happened or that happened. My next question, rather than say, you know, why was that or trying to assign blame is, OK, what's the plan? Yep. You know, no, no surprises here, but uh, this is what's happened. This is the reality. So what's our plan? Yeah, exactly. No. And I think the. And, and, you know, if you've been in the business, this has happened to you, right? Um, it's just a part of, you know, sales in general. Um, but I think your point there is spot on of, you know, don't obviously right when you get that email, especially if you've really built this relationship with somebody and you're so close to a deal getting done or a renewal getting done, sometimes you might think, oh, my gosh, this deal is gone. Right. I've just put all this work into it. Now I have to convince this new person to, you know, spend the hundred or fifty thousand dollars on this package. But um, again, I think kind of just closing this out is, you know, building that relationship with the person and making it not transactional and making it relationship based to say, how am I here to help? And then internally, you know, come with a plan of here's how I'm here's my plan of how to get this person across the line by our, you know, real deadline of three weeks yeah. before the season because rink boards were in their package and we have to get this, you know, sort well, of, uh, and, approved. And, and the other thing too, view this as an opportunity. Maybe there's a, a key piece of, of inventory that you think would be a really good fit for that partner. And the, the person that just left, you know, they didn't quite see it the same way. They weren't quite as interested. Well, maybe this new person, if you say to them kind of, this is where we are, but then we were also talking about this option over here, 
they may take a look at that and say, yeah, you're right. I really like that. Okay, let's add that in. I mean, I had that happen just this morning where I got a verbal commitment from a, from a sponsor prospect for X amount of dollars, and it was a pretty pretty good commitment, and I was pretty happy with it. Um, and then I just sort of casually mentioned now, you know, as I said before, the best time to sell something to somebody is when you've just sold them something. I just sort of mentioned now, okay, now that we've got this done, hey, don't forget, we've got this opportunity over here. And they were like, yeah, tell me more about that. You know, so you take advantage of the momentum. And in in this scenario that we're talking about here, you know, maybe you take this not as a, oh, my God, I need to save what I have uh, approach, but also a, well, maybe I can save what I have and either add to it or maybe tweak some things around that, that I think would be a good fit. So don't necessarily take it as a negative um, at, at what is solely at risk. Also look at it as what's my opportunity. Yeah, exactly. No, it, there's, there's definitely a huge upsell ability there um, with that new person. And that, I guess that kind of goes down just the path of also, as we talked about earlier of, you know, kind of doing a little bit of research on this new person seeing what their new job is, seeing where they're coming from and things like yep. that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not a, oh my gosh, how do I save this revenue? You can absolutely turn this into an opportunity to increase yep. revenue, especially if you know they're heavy into digital or they're very, very into, you know, HR community building that, you know, hospitality now is is open there as well. Yep. Yep, exactly. There you go. Awesome. So like I said, take it, take it as a glass is half full rather than the glass is half empty and don't just look at it from a, Oh, Oh no, I might lose this, but rather as a, Hey, there's maybe an opportunity to grow this. Yep. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much Rich, for diving in there as always valuable, valuable information uh, for our listeners. If people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do that? Well, as Nick mentioned at the outset, uh, my name is Rich Franklin. I'm senior director of corporate partnerships for the Oakview group. Acrisure Arena and the Coachella Valley Firebirds hockey team. If you are finding this podcast via LinkedIn, I'm also here on LinkedIn. Just look me up, send me a message. We'll love to connect with you, especially if you've got a big six-figure budget that you're just dying to spend. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Got to got to throw that in there though. But anyway, uh, or if you don't want to do the LinkedIn route, you prefer to go with uh, email. My email address is rfranklin at oakviewgroup.com and i'm nick lawson you're probably seeing this on linkedin so connect with me nick lawson ceo at squad um as always we'll throw this out there shoot us your topics shoot us your questions uh shoot us some of the struggles you're seeing in sponsorship we would love to absolutely dive into those and chat about those so if you have any topics shoot them our way we'd love to go over those but thanks so much everybody for tuning in this week and remember keep pushing those limits within sports sponsorship 